Hey everyone, I'm Sabaria. And I'm Nadi. Welcome to our podcast. We are your Wealth Strategies Duo. We are here to solve and help you discover your day-to-day financial doubts. Stick around for real conversations, real strategies from everyday people and practitioners who matter. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Money, the podcast. Well, 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 today the Wealth Strategies Duo will be talking about something which is deemed as taboo in our society. Something we do not hear about and don't want to be talking about. That's right. Right now we're going to break barriers by talking about it openly with our dearest guest, Mila Rocky. By the way, Mila Rocky is a real name, yeah? And she's actually a friend and a client of SAP. And she has been truly kind to join us today to share her personal experience dealing with debts and how she intends to get out of it. Well, our intention today is to make sure that everyone feels able to talk about their mental health, ask for help, and admit mistakes. Let's be honest, no one wants to sink into a hole and you will not know of anyone in debt until they open up. Well, that was what happened between me and Mila. Am I right, Mila? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Alright, so I'm so excited for Mila to share her experience with us and what she's going through. So Mila, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your hustle. Okay, so I am a 36-year-old mother of two. I've been married for six years. I work full-time, I study part-time, and I have an online business as well. And I actually do some volunteer work on the side as well. So I'm a very busy, busy person. Oh, Mila, that's a lot on your plate. A working mom, side hustler, and also studying as a part-time. All right. Can you share with us why the side hustle with a part-time job? Isn't it too much for you to juggle? It is a lot. It takes a lot of time management. But, you know, with two kids, especially at the age that they are, I have a four-year-old and a 15-year-old. So they actually need a lot of money raising them at this age because there's a lot of things that they need unfortunately the job that I'm doing doesn't really pay that much actually I'm heavily underpaid (laughs) but it's also very hard to get a new job so I chose to start an online business to earn extra income on the side all right Mila it's interesting that you're working full-time have a side hustle but deep in debt debt is a taboo issue among our community do you agree yes yes it is (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, it is pretty scary when you actually first came to me and, you know, we actually did a fact find and all. The numbers were pretty alarming. I mean, do you mind sharing more on what was your source of debt? Okay, so it all started, I think, five years ago when I was working as a customer service manager, but then the company decided to restructure and had to let me go because they were looking into the Japanese market so obviously I don't speak Japanese right so they said okay sorry we can't at that point where I lost my job it was like the worst time ever because I just got my new house so we were going through like the renovation and all that like I haven't even get my keys yet it was we just secured the house and I lost the job but alhamdulillah like when I lost that job I managed to find a part-time job which was on contract basis. And she said that we'll do six months first. Then my fifth month with her, I found out I was pregnant. And so she could not renew my contract because it was a furniture business. So I had to carry stuff and all that. So she said that I think it's best that 
we don't carry on with the contract. So after the contract ended, then I couldn't find a new job because pregnant, nobody wants to hire me, right? That was the first time I was like jobless for so long. So while I was jobless and we still needed funds for a lot of stuff because I said we just moved into the new place. So I depended heavily on my credit card, cash advance that I had. So that first year, even though I got no money to pay the credit card, <laughs> I was using it and whatever money that I could get like from my husband, I just paid the minimum off first. So that's where it started to snowball because previously it was still manageable. Then it started to snowball all the way until finally I, I got a job in November. Then I started paying more off. But then because by that time my son was in school, like my daughter was going through PSLE. So it still snowballed because even though I was paying more than the minimum, but I still spent more than I could pay off. I actually like the part where you mentioned credit card and then you actually paid a minimum payment. That is one of the source of debt for our society mainly, credit cards, and not mm. understanding the use of it and not understanding the bill. At the bill, they say the minimum amount to pay $50. It looks so enticing. It looks so interesting. And oh, just $50. But I spent $2,000. But a lot of people do not understand the snowball effect of the high interest rate of credit card. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what got you into the first debt, was it? Yeah, because it was snowballing. And then even if I was paying more than the minimum amount, like let's say minimum amount $50, but I paid $300. But it still doesn't make a difference. In the end, I used it. So it wasn't clearing. It was just I put it there like a backup fund. So I will still use my cash. And then after that, when the cash ran out, then I will use back whatever I put back into the credit card. So the debt doesn't really clear off. The bill didn't go down, the- right? <laughs> Yeah, like I put in 300, now spend the 300 again. So it doesn't really clear off anything. Basically, what you are paying is actually paying for the interest, not even the amount that you are spending. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, Mina shared with us about how she cleared the minimum amount and or sometimes even slightly above the minimum amount, but then she keep using the credit card and still at the end of the day, it will snowball. Basically, Credit card interest is actually now over 20% every year. So imagine if you actually swipe your card of $1,000, right? If you don't pay it or you just pay the minimum amount, that is easily $200 of interest or even more because it was snowball. Honestly, from my experience as an advisor with my clients and students, many people go into debt due to life stage change, like getting a new home, New child, even for Mila, all the things that is not expected, like she lost her job, got a contract job, got pregnant, got a new house. These are actually situations where people transit, right, to a better life, to move to another life stage. On the other side, can I ask you something personal, Mila? How did going into debt affect you and your loved ones? Of course it was. I mean, it still is. There's a lot of friction when it comes to talking about money because, you know, if there's not enough to pay for certain things or there's not enough money to even go get basic groceries, and then I tend to lash out at people. Because as a mom, right, you want to make sure that every children uh, get whatever they want. So when you don't have that funds to do it, then I get very frustrated. And then, you know, there'll be like that friction where you already have the money, but it's used to clear debts. And then after that, you want to get certain things for yourself using the credit card again. 
I will get quoted by my dad. <laughs> you, already, you already know that, you know, you've got all this debt and then you still go and spend, spend, spend. But I'm like, I'm not spending on luxurious things or anything. I'm spending like on groceries, on my kids' clothes because their clothes are small already, you know, that kind of thing. Like that's where things get very upsetting for all of us. Because then, you know, when I'm not supposed to disturb my dad, then I'm like, um, sorry, can you help me out like this? You know, then he's like, you are old already. Why you still need my help for all these kind of things? But of course, he will still help. But I mean, like, on my part also, I feel like I'm supposed to be taking care of him. And then in the end, he's the one helping me out. So even that is also, like, a heavy burden that I carry on myself, knowing that instead of giving him the money, I have to pay back all these debts, which is, like, ridiculous, right? Or, I mean, there's the saying that says, you will one day outgrow your father's lap, but never his heart. So no matter what, they will always <laughs> uh, be there and help you. You get what I mean? And you yeah. are actually blessed to have... Him. And like you mentioned, Mila, it's actually quite upsetting that you're not even buying luxuries. Eh? You're not even buying a new bag, new stuff for yourself, something luxurious. It's just basic necessities to get by for yourself, yeah. your family and your kids. I mean, how do you honestly, truly feel about that? Of course, it's very disappointing on my part. Like, I wish that I had not gotten so deep in debt with all these credit cards. I wish that 10 years ago, I had save money and not touch it but in the end I touched it for crazy stuff so now <laughs> I have nothing to fall back on you know I was very very obedient in saving money when I was younger but then after a while I kind of strayed off the saving path and started spending more which is horrible you living like, your life savings <laughs> is really, yeah savings is really important and now I'm like suffering the consequences of not doing it properly I mean, let's be honest, debt is something nobody wants to be in and something that is quite embarrassing to talk about. But how do you have the courage to, to come forward and to want to make that change, to get out of it? Because I don't want to be in debt anymore. And I don't want to be counting, living like each day by the dollar and worrying now like, if something were to happen, I don't have the funds to do it. So I don't want this, this lifestyle anymore and I need to get out of it. I want that financial freedom that everyone is talking about. When I see my friends who are fortunately not in debt, I'm like, oh, that is what I want. I don't want to have to worry about having enough to pay my bills and or right. even picking, even buying di- diapers. But thank God my son stopped wearing diapers really. That's like, so expensive. but then my daughter now 15 right so she has an additional expense already on her side because you know 15 year old girls right (laughs) (laughs) the extra pads the the lingerie and things like that yes I'll go treat one day but I mean do you remember Mila you actually came to me to actually start a saving plan yeah but it end up to be, a, <laughs> to be a totally opposite of that. I mean, again, it took a lot from you to actually open up, right? Yeah, because I think that there's no point in hiding it. If you need help and you're like barely breathing, then you should just go out there and ask for help. That's the only way you can get help, literally. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. And thank God for you, Mila. We spoke to Sub, right? Yeah. Yes. I guess that you know Sub for quite some time already. I know Sub from my cousin, so it's a long time. Right. <laughs> my my poly days was it? Yeah, I think that's very yeah. very long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Mila, what is your understanding about good debt and bad debt? I hope <laughs> Sub have taught you something. <laughs> um, 
She did, but I have very poor memory. So the only thing I know is bad debt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Share with us. And we are getting out of it. We are getting out of it. Yes, and we are getting out of it. But I don't really recall so much about the good debt part. So what is, is good debt? Maybe you can share with our listeners. To make it simple, example of good debt is your house. That's a good debt. Yeah, I mean, technically, you're owing bank loan or, you know, the HDB loan for your house. So that's perfectly fine. Because again, if you don't make the monthly payment on time, monthly installment on time, technically, you would not have a roof on top of your head. So right. that is one good debt. Another good debt is education. Oh, okay. which Mila is doing now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> education is a good debt. Yeah. Nadi, you want to share more? Uh, what else is good debt? I'm not sure as well. Oh, I know. I know what's good debt. Okay, okay. Uh, an example where we learn from someone who has done it. Technically, if you were to take a personal loan to actually invest it and grow money, that's a good debt. You have to make sure that you have enough emergency funds to sustain you for at least 6 to 12 months before you take the personal loan. Nadi, you got me there. This is not the financial advice. It's not. It's just when we're talking about good debt and bad debt, this is one of it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. Sub and I, we personally do investment and teach our students to investment. And of course, we do not encourage debts, but there are also debts that can help you grow money. But always have mentor when you want to do this. Because if we don't want you to go take a debt and then go deeper into debt and then cause you a lot of problems, stress and people around you also affected by it. Right, up. Yeah, because I think a lot of people go into debt because they already have a mountain of debt. They go into another debt trying to cover that first debt and then they go into another debt trying to cover the second debt and it just keep going on and on and on. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah, so like the Malay saying, right? Tutup lobang, gali lobang. Something yeah. like that. Cover one hole, open another hole. So it, you just keep creating more holes. So means yeah. you're not actually clearing your debt, right? You're getting in more stress actually. Correct, correct. Yeah. So Mila, now that you are actually in the process of getting out of debt, what is your advice for people who are deep in debt and too embarrassed to share with anyone or even seek help? Don't be embarrassed. There are avenues that you can go to that will really really help you like for me i was putting 100 of my salary all into paying my bills and debt and then when i spoke to sub and then she got me through passion on the whatever programs that they had then i managed to reduce it from 100 to maybe like one just one third one quarter of my yeah, salary one third, well, one third, yeah. wow 100 yeah. percent of your salary is a lot to just be paying for debt so can you imagine how mila is actually buying her groceries and everything it's support system that she has from her dad and her husband yeah so her salary 100 yeah. percent goes into paying her debt her debt not yeah. debt, eh? Not debt, not father. <laughs> paying her debt. Ah, okay. Yeah. Actually, right, honestly, Mila, as up 100% of your salary paying debt, right? That is not the worst case scenario. I have had clients who actually servicing loan more than their salary. And you wonder how they get go through it. It's very, very tough because they go deeper into debt. So that's why I feel embarrassed. And then you don't want to talk to people. And then you feel stressed. You won't actually find a solution. You need to talk to somebody and find a solution. Definitely. Right? Which what you did is right, Mila. So how do you feel before Sub came into your life? Showing you the solution. Once she showed me, she broke down the numbers and she showed me like 
how I can actually now make savings, I got very excited to be honest because I'm like, oh no, wow, I can actually like put aside that much money now and like save it and have enough for like whatever that happens. I'm like, don't need to worry. You know, if there's any emergency now, I actually will be able to have funds in my savings to to service whatever that happens. And I don't have to think, you know, oh no, I need to do this. Where am I going to get the money from? Because now I actually am able to have savings. And then like there are savings for specific things in my life, like, you know, the house, the car, the insurance and whatever. It's all broken down nicely. So you can actually see where you need to put the money in. But the savings part is the most exciting for me because I can start my savings again. <laughs> and how we broke it down was through the simple process of budgeting. I mean, like, it was that simple. Budgeting is life. Understanding, <laughs> yeah, understanding like how much the percentage to put into savings, the percentage you use to pay the staff, or percentage to allocate for your like house car and all that. So I think that's the thing that I did not know about. Do you remember the budgeting formula that I had with you? Do you remember? Oh. Oh, exam test, is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> ingat tak, ingat uh, tak? No. <laughs> okay, she need another revision. <laughs> oh, no. So, Mila. Yeah, uh, okay. I confirm I feel the test already, but I know that I have the image in my head, but to give you numbers, I can't remember. Okay, so Mila, what are your financial goals now that in a few years, you'll be debt-free? Definitely to get a new house. I need a bigger house. My house... Got no enough space ready for all these people. Because <laughs> I have like four cats. So I have four adults, uh, four humans and four animals. <laughs> four furry babies. Four fur babies, yeah. So I need a bigger house. And my son is like going, growing up, right? So he can't be sleeping in my room forever. Okay, that is your your big financial goal. Uh, a yeah. new house. Technically, yeah. it's it's big because of the of the value. So, yeah. but what is the first thing that you wish to reward yourself when, when the day comes that you are debt-free? Say, inshallah, in about five years' time. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there to celebrate with you, definitely. <laughs> because that's a journey that we are taking on together. Nice. Hmm. What do I want to get for myself? A massage I'm, check. I'm, I don't really think about myself now. <laughs> oh, I think you should. So then we can manifest it and then I can plant it in your head. That'll be your goal. That'll be your, your okay. driving factor. Yeah. <laughs> Just get one very exclusive handbag. A leather, leather, leather. Yeah. But I also understand that it's not asset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yeah. But it's all right. But it's all right. For you, it's okay because. It's something that you deserve for the hard work that you put in to mm. get yourself out of being in debt. So when that day comes, I would love to bring you to, do you want to go MBS, Paragon or Takashimaya? Whoa. Whoa. We, can, we can go to any store it's you shopping, want. Shopping, eh? Yeah. Wow. Of course, why not? Can I join? Yeah. Shopping without fear. Of course. Sure, why not? Yeah, precisely. Because right now, you're even worrying about the basic necessities. So when you get out of it, I think you should celebrate. Yes. And we shall. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and this is recorded, so I will I will remember to chase you. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's why I need Bring me out. <laughs> that's why I need you to manifest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the witness. <laughs> the day will come. The day will come. All right. So basically, what's up did with you? She did budgeting with you? 
which help you clear that in a few years time. Alright, and this budgeting is something that me and Sub have worked with our clients and students for many years. And actually before this, I wasn't a budgeting person. Sub is the one who converted me to be a budgeting person because for me, I love money. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love yeah. money? Right. So I would just like, okay, I would just do this, 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 this every month. But when I started working with Sub, Sub intro me the budgeting that she has done for her family for over 10 years. That's why we sat together in improvise. And with that budgeting, it has proven to help hundreds of our students. Right. And Mila is one of them who benefited from it. And I hope, Mila, you consistently follow the budgeting with Sub. Yes, yes. I will discipline myself. Okay. You better be a good student. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about being calculative or, or controlling. It's about... You handling money, money management. That's very, very yeah. important yeah. for anyone, for any age group, even my seven-year-old son. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's very important to especially train them from young. I agree with that. Okay, one last question, Mila. Mm. All right, before we come to the end of the podcast, what about financial literacy that you have noticed right now among our community? Are most people financially literate, you think? I guess maybe the younger generation, yes, but not the older generation. Why so is that, that so? Maybe the younger generation are more critical and exposed and they see the debt going around them so they don't want to be in debt so they go and find out. But like the older generation, like maybe, oh yeah, this one is normal, lah. we'll just get to read. So they don't really want to find out how to make things easier. That's my opinion. Because that was me like before I met up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I think the older generations, as you mentioned, are pretty much simpler-minded. Hmm. Like we live day to day While the hmm. younger generations And we have met eh, Nadi A 21 year old Who is so into retirement Making sure that she's ready for retirement At 21 Her retirement is not until another 40 years <laughs> But that's good That's a good sign So people yep. are right. starting to, to understand To see the importance of it Importance yep. of managing their finances As young And I wish they would have taught us this in school Right. Uh, if... Yeah, instead of POA. <laughs> <laughs> or AMATS. AMATS. Yeah, which I forgot. I think I returned back all my knowledge to the teachers. So yeah, I wish it's a subject that is taught in school. And I mean, it's okay. They don't teach it in school even today. We as parents, we as the adults in the home, we should start educating our children, start teaching them how to save. Even for myself, I'm teaching my, my nephews who are like in their teens. To start investing. They have not learned in school. So they always come to me. Uh, Nadi, Auntie Nadi, what are you, what are you doing? Okay, I tell them, okay, let me teach you how you should start doing investment. I mean, we can start from young. Of course, not in depth. We start bit by bit. So as they grow old, they will know that, oh, it's so important to manage my finance. It's important to grow my money. And it's important to know what is a good debt, what is a bad debt. Right? Because... If you're not financially educated, we don't know. And then we end up using credit card. Credit card is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. All right. I use credit card for rebates, collect miles. Do. Me and Sub, we are always discussing. Like Sub, we ask, hey, what is the best credit card right now in market? It's not a bad thing if you use it the right way. All right. And if you know what is the terms and condition, all that. It does, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a credit card, whether it's a personal loan or whatever loan you're taking, doesn't mean that they are bad. It's how we use it, how we grow the money, and how we manage it properly. 
Alright, so Formula, what's your advice to those out there who's deep in debt and don't know what to do today? Go and talk to Sab. MashaAllah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, really? all I did, really? all I did was, you saying Mila? Yeah, really, just go and reach out to someone and ask for help and then get your situation evaluated so you can, because it will really be a big slap on your face and you will really wake up and realise that, okay, I need to get things done. And you need to clear as much as you can. So go and talk to somebody. I mean, no point you want to be all uh, embarrassed about it because it's it will benefit you in the end and, and everyone around you. So really go and reach out to someone and ask for help. Like Sap. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I like when Mila said, get your finances re-evaluated I think that is that is actually the right term for it because like you like me like Nadi we all we all are actually going through different milestones in our life different needs different amount of money that we would require for that particular period of time so we need to always have our finances re-evaluated by the right person so that they are able to help you get out of that and get into something that would be able to help you for the long run Yep, so, I agree. I agree with that. Thank you, Mila, for sharing with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to speak. It was truly insightful and heartwarming that you actually opened up your heart tonight. <laughs> okay. And let me just share with uh, the listeners, the statistics for filing of bankruptcy in Singapore is actually pretty alarming. It's in the hundreds monthly. And we want to put out there that bankruptcy is not the only solution to get out of debt. In fact, it is one of the last solution that you go for, okay? So if you have any questions with regards to debt management or even money management, do drop us a DM on our Instagram at Wealth Strategies Duo. Thank you, Mila. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone.